The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our city. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast, the show where we tell the stories of your city through the voices of your city. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Just open up the window and scream about how great the show is, if you could. That's the old-fashioned way, but we still welcome it. Any attention is good, right? Yeah, okay. Anyway, so great guest today. She's uh, a woman after my own heart because she's in the audio and digital world, which is where I make my place, of course. But she's wicked important because she's from iHeart Media and iHeart Radio. And let me just say, even though we've just met, iHeart Vicky Weeks. So, Vicky Weeks, welcome. Thank welcome you. to the show, to the virtual studio. Now, Vicky has told me she is in a this is a lavish vacation home you're staying in right now no it's a shack <laughs> okay <laughs> in in northern massachusetts and it is i am rough in it but it is right near the ocean so that's beautiful well well that's cool the north shore i take it somewhere up there it's okay you don't have to divulge the actual location yeah, I can't. I've dated too many men in my life, and one of them might be listening. I'm never saying where I live. <laughs> Fair enough. How has your pandemic been generally? It's been great, and that's why I moved here. I mean, I when the pandemic started, I was living in Haverhill. I can divulge that. And um, staring at the same four walls, working from home like a lot of others. And it was too quiet. And I thought, you know, I need to relocate and be somewhere beautiful. And But it's been busy. I mean, just given what I do and yeah, I've kept busy. It's been fine. I hate to say it, but it hasn't been a bad pandemic for me. Is that selfish? Yes, it is. You should be, <laughs> you should be miserable like the rest of us. Didn't you get the memo? You're not, <laughs> I do think it's funny because it, I think this past year, the, the stock answer has changed to the question, how are you doing? <laughs> right? I mean, don't you answer, even if you've been, you know, relatively peaceful and maybe even productive during the pandemic, I feel like you, you almost feel bad to, to admit that to anyone because so yeah, many, right? Yeah, I don't tell anyone anything. And I don't tell them, you know, if I, yeah, I just, I have to keep everything a secret. There's this weird shame culture now that I'm afraid of. And so, right. I mean, I even feel guilty when my hair's on point and I walk into Market Basket because I feel like <laughs> someone someone might say I'm spending too much time in the salon. So I, I even feel shame about that, but it's all Catholic guilt. <laughs> yes, I have, I'm 50% Catholic, but then I'm 50% Jewish. So it's double the, the guilt. So I feel guilty as well. I feel guilty when I'm even wearing pants or a college shirt or something because, you know, a lot of people don't even do that. Anyway, so you are with iHeart. Is it iHeart Media or iHeart Radio? I know it's both, but. iHeart Media, yeah. So our roots are in radio. So, you know, it started at, as iHeart Radio, but we're in everything now. So full iHeart Media. And. Before we get to sort of what you do there, by the way, we're, we're going to hear about all this stuff. We're going to talk about 
podcasting and kind of what's going on in the industry and a lot of other cool stuff. And at the tail end of the show, we'll do an edition of good stuff. So you have that to look forward to listeners. Were you always a, growing up? Were you a radio person? Did you enjoy listening to the radio? I was addicted. I absolutely addicted. And, you know, so I can name and, and I'm still in touch with some of the old names of radio in Boston, you know, and I listened to WZOU and Karen Blake, all these old stations. And when I went to college, I did a lot with AAF when they were still down past, you know, Westboro and on Route 9, sure. um, the whip them out Wednesday days. And so I always love radio, but I ended up in teaching. Okay. And why is that such a bad thing? It's not, <laughs> no, it's not, but I find it funny because I ended up full circle coming right back to radio after, you know, years and years. I of see. So the love was strong enough to bring me back. What, what was your go-to station as a young person, like as a teenager and everything, what did you listen to? I loved, I did listen to ZLX and I was a huge Kiss 108 fan. Mm-hmm. So I know those are very different styles of music, but I love the personalities on them. ZOU for a bit. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm older than you. So, so I grew up really a child of the eighties and in Boston, it was the, first of all, th- those were the heyday of radio. I think, I mean, I'm not, I've never been formally in the industry, but were like, you know, late 70s, early 80s, you just, everybody listened to the radio. And actually, it, it was a barometer of how cool you were in, I remember at one point as to what radio station you listened to. I used to listen to a radio station called F105 that was back in probably right around 1980. And they just played the hits. And it was kind of the precursor to this phase of hit radio, because then there was HTT and it was nationally syndicated and that became a thing. But if you said you listened to F105, you were a loser because you needed to listen to either WBCN or WCOZ at time in Boston, which was all like, dude, you're not a real rocker unless you listen to COZ, BCN and AAF. AAF was was around then as well. And, and you yeah. had to have their bumper stickers plastered yeah. everywhere you could put them or you weren't really in. Yeah, that was a big thing, like radio station bumper stickers. There was a soft rock station. I'm going to forget exactly what it was called. Maybe it'll come to me. But they had a whole ad campaign in Boston, and it would just be these one, these single phrases that would say, like, Roberta Flack without the yak. You know, listen to this. Like, Billy Joel without losing control. And, And people would actually buy these bumper stickers, which I thought was strange. So... And you went, so you went and you said, what was the teaching thing? What, tell us a little bit about your teaching career before you get back up to radio. Oh, I was an eighth grade English teacher for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I want to say a little over 15 years. Yeah. So do you still bump into your students at the mall and everything and? They say, totally awkward. (laughs) Ms. Weeks, you were my favorite teacher ever. I, they do. And I bumped it. I was a good teacher and they do. I will take full credit okay. for that. But I've bumped into kids when I was intoxicated at Bruins games. <laughs> I've bumped into kids at Green Day concerts and I've bumped into them in Victoria's Secret. So like you name it. Oh man. Everywhere. Yeah. Those are all image crushing places to meet people when you know them <laughs> in that different context. Very cool. So now tell us. So iHeart, I, I don't know a ton about iHeart, but I know that it started, you correct me if I'm wrong, as sort of a internet radio thing when kind of before we were calling it podcasting and now fully into podcasts. Am I close on that or? 
Tell me. You've got, no, you've got it. Okay. I mean, it started as internet radio, you know, the app, the iHeartRadio app was a huge launch for the company and put radio, you know, in everyone's hands. We have radio stations across the country, 270 million monthly listeners to our broadcast stations in every market across the country, 850 radio stations. Mm -hmm. So that's where we began, but now we're a full digital company as well. So we've shifted into the streaming world, the podcast world, OTT, which is the streaming ads you see when you watch your smart TV and you watch any sort of like Peacock or any ad apps. So we kind of run the gamut now. We do it all social. It's been fun. And so it's been fun watching it evolve. And you're an account executive, which means your clients are people who want to advertise as part of your content. I take it. Is is that right? Yes. So I create marketing strategies for advertisers. So mom and pop shops in Massachusetts or New Hampshire, but also larger brands that are national, you know, we can do everything from Boston right here. So Mm. now your podcasts are, have vast listenerships compared to most, you know, I tell people don't be embarrassed about the small numbers on your podcast because not everybody can be Joe Rogan right off the bat. It takes years or it takes a huge star power celebrity to, to garner that kind of thing. But I'm going to save your answer to this. Dave, make a note. Save this clip. Tell me why you should advertise on a podcast because then I'll have a good answer to people who, who are trying to sell ads through the use of the podcast we host here. Okay. So the odds of someone skipping your commercial when they're listening to a podcast is pretty slim. People stay. Podcast listeners are this crazy loyal bunch. You know, we thought radio diehards were diehards and then podcast started. So the podcast listeners, you know, they're tuning in to the each episode. They have a relationship with the host They stay through the commercials. And oftentimes that can be as simple as they're driving in their car and they would be risking their lives to stop and try to skip through the commercial. But it's also, there's something about the live quality of how the commercials are read in a pod that basically keeps people tuned in. So it's becoming for us at iHeart, you know, forgive me for saying this mm. broadcast will always be king as far as we're concerned, but podcast is becoming the the big ask in the iHeart world now from our advertisers, you know, and again, everybody from local people who want to advertise on the Maddie in the morning podcast to larger mortgage companies who want to align with a national host and be on syndicated programs. I do think it's charming the way the podcast hosts work their, their live reads right into their, conversation, which reminds me of why I like to use Squarespace. Squarespace is a service that, nah, I'm just kidding, they don't advertise on this podcast, but that would have been an, a cool place for that me was to a, go That into. was a good <laughs> attempt. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, some, I would normally ask you what some of your favorite podcasts are, but I know you're a good company woman, so you may have to just tell us what some of the best podcasts are on the iHeart platform. So, I mean, we have hugely popular ones. You know, Will Ferrell has an entire network with us. So you have Anchorman. If you're a fan of the movie, you are literally getting the extension of that character who mm. is just, you know, full broadcast in each episode doing exactly what he does best, be completely awkward and inappropriate. But Will Ferrell has a whole network now of pods through iHeart. So there's If You're Into Comedy is all his favorite comedians who have different shows 
I prefer, I like funny. I think I'm funny. I like funny, but when I listen to podcasts, I like to learn something. So my favorites are like Daniel and Jorge explain the universe, you know, two guys just totally one very equipped to talk about science, the other not equipped at all. And they break down, you know, conspiracies, aliens, things like that. So I'm into things like that. True crime. Mm. I love true crime. And believe it or not, it is the number one format or genre of podcasts for housewives. Oh, I believe it. I, for some reason, people can't get enough of true crime. And, and No, but the housewives, like they're plotting. Well, they're the, plotting. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. I mean, you know, going back to the days of the burning bed, there are always, you know, good stories about women who have taken revenge on their terrible husbands. Maybe that's it. I hope not, though. But but I'm not surprised. I mean, a lot of that is is credit to Serial, the, you know, the watershed, you know, literally Serial style podcast about someone who maybe was wrongly convicted of uh, a murder. You mentioned Will Ferrell, and I thought it was a, a genius stroke to for him to do a podcast, but then for him to do it in character as Ron Burgundy was just beyond brilliant. And if you're a fan of Anchorman, or even if you're not a fan of Anchorman, you'll probably still enjoy this. I have a clip here of Ron interviewing Peter Dinklage. Do you see that on the screen now, Vicky? Because something my computer's weird. Okay. All right. Uh, listeners, do you all see it on your screen? No, you don't. This is a podcast. Come on, Dave. Anyway, so he's, he's interviewing Peter Dinklage, who, of course, is one of the stars of Game of Thrones. This is before the, the show concluded. And you'll, I guess this speaks for itself, Ron being Ron and Peter trying to be very sophisticated. Peter Dinklage, you've created what I would say is a piece of iconic television history in the series uh, Throne of Games. Um, so it's called Game of Thrones, Ron. Yes. It's called Game of Thrones. You know what? I had it written down wrong. I'm sorry, Peter. I can't give you any secrets or spoilers, Ron. I'm sorry. Fair enough. We'll just have to wait and see what the gang at Hogwarts pulls off. Do you watch the show? I've seen the coloring books. (laughs) Right. The Game of Thrones coloring books. One real question, and we'll get into the poetry. The dragons aren't real, though, right? No. (laughs) So there's a clip. And so that's probably my favorite episode, because that was also one where Ron has this very sort of funny relationship with his producer, What's her name? I'm forgetting her name. Oh, come oh I don't even no. I don't even recall it. It's, yeah, but, but she, she's so awkward with her. Right. And she's just kind of doing her best. I mean, she's in character too. It's all this is all I don't think it's scripted per se, but it's definitely planned out a brand of comedy. There she's playing the role of the dutiful producer and he's constantly frustrating her. And in that episode, Peter Dinklage comes on ostensibly to talk a little bit about a Game of Thrones, but also to talk about his favorite poetry. And so he starts to read poetry, but sadly, Ron has just discovered the sound machine that he can use to put sound effects in the middle of the podcast. So he's doing all all these, you know, inappropriate sounds while Peter Dinklage is reading poetry, but you have to hear it. And then there's another episode where they're trapped in an elevator. You remember that one? It's just, anyway, so... I'm glad you're a fan. A huge fan. But what what other types of, are they all comedy podcasts that, that he is producing and... Does he appear on any of them or no? It's just kind of friends of his or what is that? Um, he's featured in some and I'm not a huge listener of all of them, but they are comedy based. And again, there's female oriented ones like female hosts, there's males. So I'll have to send you a list, but it's expanding every day. I mean, initially I didn't even realize he had it. And then 
you know, kept recommending his podcast to people. And then in looking, I went, oh my God, he's got so many shows with us. That's the thing. I mean, we added 180 shows in the last year. And so I can't even keep up to sell them. Never mind, mm. you know, listen to them all. It grows all the time. And so I do listen to podcasts, but you know, if you're not a podcast listener and you work at iHeart, then you have to do your due diligence because it's speeding along. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and when you craft a campaign for someone to go into the podcast, tell us what that is like, like for someone who, let's say you have a small business, but you want a smart, you know, forward thinking way to advertise your wares. They come to you and they say, well, well we don't know what we're doing. We barely know what a podcast is. And then you tell them what? So for me, everybody has their own style of working on strategies for businesses right out of the gate. I want to know what someone's budget is. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to talk about that first and foremost before we build anything, because that can make the difference if they want to have national exposure you know, that could be $100,000 spend a month, you know, it could be $20,000 spend a month, but it's a matter of finding out if they're local, and they have a much smaller budget, then that's when we start to look at, like I said, our local podcast, ones that are connected to, you know, Kiss 108 or RKO, and, and we can still get what we call share of voice on those pods. And basically, the advertiser would get a percentage of the advertising space. And then local, it's all local. It's mostly local listeners. Someone in California could be listening to Maddie in the morning, but the bulk of the listenership is local. So those tend to be more accessible to smaller businesses. Mm -hmm. But from there, it's just, you know, host read versus what we call voice of pod, where you're more getting like a generic voice that's reading your ad. And even though I hate using that term generic, it's not, if you're targeting young females with your ad, we'll make a point of getting a voice that's appropriate for your read on a pod. So it's not so generic that it won't speak to the audience, but it's not the host. It's not Will Ferrell or Dan Patrick or whoever's show you're Right, on. right. So the, and the, I take it the, what did you call it? Voice of pod? Voice of pod, voice yeah. Of pod. I take <laughs> it. Are those cheaper just because you're not getting the exclusive, you know, right to whoever's voice? Is that right? Yep. Those okay. tend to be a little less expensive and then post roll. So your commercial can fall into three places in a podcast pre roll, you know, at the start of the episode, mid roll and post roll. Right. So the pre and mid are the ones that people desire most because clearly if you're starting the episode, you're listening. If you're tuned in, you're listening. But when the episode ends, the fear is people will just check out. But the thing with podcasting is we sell impressions. You don't pay, you don't, you know, it's not like radio where you're paying per commercial, mm -hmm. you're paying per impression. And so an impression in a podcast is not counted unless someone listened to your ad. So if we sell you 500,000 impressions in post-roll, you don't need to be nervous that no one heard your ad because it won't be marked as an impression unless someone listens to it. Hmm. But even if they fast forward through it? They have to listen to at least half of the commercial, wow, okay. you know, depending on the list. So it's substantial. And so that's worth noting. And I mean, we have, we're able to track, you know, these campaigns, depending on the spend, we can take a pixel and align it to your website and track 
the web activity versus the listenership of the pod. I mean, there's all these newfangled things we can do. Like gone are the days when you ran an advertising campaign and you judged its success on who walks in your front door of your store and says, I heard you on the radio. Mm. There's so much more we can do now in terms of tracking. And so that's another huge component to the draw to the digital space. At some point along the line, it became common in in the industry for podcasters to put a fair amount of ads up front, like before, sometimes before you even hear the host's voice, you will hear as much as some podcasts I listen to have as much as three minutes of ads. And I heard Joe Rogan had even more than that these days. I don't listen to his pod, but nothing, no offense, Joe Rogan, but is that, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because with some of the pods I listen to, I admit with no offense to what you do, Vicky, that I've gotten good at fast forwarding up until the part where I want to start. Yeah, no, front loading it is not a good strategy. I mean, you'll lose people. The issue is with someone like Joe Rogan's show, it's so popular and there's so many advertisers that want to be a part of it. They're willing to take that chance. So again, I mean, people do stick around because of the relationship with the host. Mm -hmm. People are curious. If you're a fan of Joe Rogan's, I am not. I'm going to just say it again. I am not. But if you're a fan of Joe Rogan, you're going to stick around. I am a fan of Bill Burr. So during his podcast, you know, when he's complaining about some product and having to do the read and he's whining about it and I want to hear it and I want to hear the funny spin he puts on it because it's just more comedy. So you stay for the commercials, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, anything sounds funny if you're complaining about it with a Boston accent like do I really have to do this fracking thing right here? This meat stick. Eat the meat stick, you know? <laughs> Just eat like, the meat stick. Take this people. guy beef jerky yeah. to promote. Yeah, Bill Bird does that Monday morning podcast. He grew up in, he grew up in Canton, Mass, which is the next town over from where I grew up in and I he well, younger than me, but you know, I probably bumped into him at the mall several times, didn't even realize it. He is funny. Well, cool. In a moment, we are going to play a round of good stuff where both Vicky and I will recommend something good for you to check out as we hit the anniversary of this pandemic. Hey, happy uh, pandemic anniversary, everybody. Great. Vicki, before we do that, tell people how they can get in touch with you if they want to learn more about iHeart and working with you. So they can email me. It's Vicki, V-I-C-K-I, weeks, as in days of the weeks, W-E-K-S, at iHeartMedia.com. Awesome. So good stuff coming up before we get to good stuff. This is exciting, Vicky, because I'm about to do a live read right here. This is Podcast Nation. If you're interested in podcasting, you should contact us at pod617.com. So what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network, we produce podcasts from start to finish. Is now a good time to launch a show? Yes, of course. Whether you're sitting at home or back at the office, whether you want to come into our Westwood Mass studios or do it from the comfort of your home, we'll send you out a quality USB microphone, not one of those crappy ones, to get you started. Podcasting is a great way to reach your network clients, prospective clients and anybody else you you want to reach whether you're a professional an entrepreneur a lawyer you know a candlestick maker really you could do a podcast on just about anything and it's exciting and by the way it's fun go to pod617.com to get started the boston podcast network in pod we trust how'd i do vicky that was really great thanks did you see i wasn't even reading from a script it's all in my head Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, nobody cares. All right, let's play good stuff. That's the good stuff.
So Vicky has had all of like, oh, I just noticed uh, out of the corner of my eye, you were dancing a little bit to the B-52s. You have passed the audition. That's the, the test of coolness on the Boston podcast. And some people just don't like to dance. But, you know, anyway, what have you got for us, Vicky? Anything it can like- be anything that you might recommend to someone. Hey, you should check this out. All right. Well, you know, I have to go to the restaurant space given sure. how, what this year has been like. So I have a friend who we all, we all have friends, but I have a friend who literally quit his day job and decided to open a restaurant and a food truck business in the middle of a pandemic. So that takes major kahunas. Mm. And for that reason, he's worth a visit. And he now has a sit down restaurant in Beverly. It's called butter your biscuit. Provocative. And it is no, in no way, shape or form health food. Mm-hmm. But it is delicious food. It is biscuits and fried chicken, and everything is made from scratch. It is unbelievable. And he has breakfast biscuits, sandwiches, too. I mean, you can't even – I have a big mouth, and I can't get these sandwiches in it. Is this uh, – would he describe it as Latin soul cuisine? Because I'm looking at the website. Better your – I believe this is it. Butter your you biscuit, are. but the – right. The you the, – the you're as you are. So I'm looking at the website now. Butter and then you and then R biscuit.com butter your biscuit.com. Oh man, these look, this looks really good, but we got like melty sandwiches and stuff. And there's some stuff. I don't even know what it is, but it's looks really delicious. So that, so you mentioned, Oh, you it looks like I can go on here and find out like where the food trucks are, which is cool. But then they have a brick and mortar place. Also, they, did they yeah. actually open this during the pandemic? Yeah, so he had the truck prior to the pandemic, and he visits still a lot of breweries, even right now, even with the brick and mortar now, but he would, you know, he'd pop up in like Burlington Center and just be in the food truck, and so it took off the, you know, empanadas, the sandwiches, Mm. everything, and so he opened, yeah, he opened the storefront or the brick and mortar, and he's doing great. He was just featured on Phantom Gourmet. I don't know that it's aired yet, but they were shooting it last week, and you know, and my heart goes out to all the restaurants. I mean, sure. I have, you know, I have clients who run restaurants who have had to take a major pause in, in their spending and their outreach. And so anything we can do for them and this Dwayne and his wife are amazing human beings. So the, I'm looking at the first item on the menu is fried macaroni and cheese balls. I mean, I'm in that's the, I mean, I, you had me right there, but also all kinds of stuff like chicken and waffles. Okay. Um, yeah, it's definitely, like I said, not health food, but it's worth the treat. Awesome. If I make it up that way, it'll be my first stop for sure. So my recommendation will be, since Vicki, you're a podcast person, I'm going to recommend, uh, actually, a, it's a TV documentary on Amazon Prime that it's not that new. It actually came out in 2014, but I feel like a lot of people missed it. And it's about a guy who started the show Community, if you're a fan guy named Dan Harmon, and he went on to kind of cause a sensation with this podcast. I'm going to play a little bit of the trailer here so you get a flavor of it. I know him as the creator of Community. Comedian. Producer. Podcaster. Kind of a genius. Takes a lot out of a guy being a vessel for God. He's got a bit of an ego. Human hand grenade. A troublemaker. An alcoholic. I would love another drink. He's got a lot in his mind. <clears throat> Dan is mostly known for the Chevy Chase message. Now 
he has been fired from the show he created. You could see that he was really worn down. I think he's harder on himself than anybody else. He needed an avenue through which to vent. So we're going to go on tour. I'm a little nervous. The guy brought moonshine with him. Do I drink the whole jar? It, it tastes like a fight with my girlfriend. <laughs> So that's enough of a flavor of it. But he takes his podcast on the road and soon discovers that he's got these this legions of fans, many of them kind of misfits and just kind of weirdos. And he almost creates a sort of church of Dan Harmon. But then all along the way in the documentary, you realize he might be losing it. There was a mention that Jack Black in, in that clip there said he's an alcoholic. He may be. I don't know how Dan Harmon is doing now, but this is a very interesting documentary sort of about the the cult of a guy, a comedy guy and podcaster and all that. So you haven't seen that, have you, Vicky? No, it's on Prime. Is that what you said? Amazon Prime, streaming on Amazon okay. Prime. It's called no, Harmontown. Cool. Yes. So very cool. So I heard, so by the way, the website, I take it, iheartmedia.com. Is it as simple as that? Yes, it is. There's an advertising tab right on the website. So that's the easiest way. But again, Vicki Weeks at iHeartMedia.com. I will direct them wherever they need to go. I uh, give Vicki my full endorsement because I'm a good podcaster. It only took me 31 minutes to figure out how cool she was, but she is. So get in touch with her if you're interested in the world of podcasting. And I hope you had fun, Vicki. I did. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast, everyone. If you like this podcast, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like your own podcast, go to pod617.com to get started. On behalf of Vicky, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine.